Good morning, NEI Hoops Nation, and welcome to NHR the Podcast with your hosts, Junior and Trev. NHR the Podcast is your Saturday morning dive into what is happening around the NEI Hoops world. So grab your coffee. It is time to talk some NEI Hoops. Good morning and welcome to episode six of NHR, the podcast. Uh, we are in, entering into kind of a unique area of the season, Trev, because we have a chance where, you know, every you know, finals are finishing up and kids are uh, starting to, you know, finish up maybe a game or two and then they'll have Christmas break and then they will come back and have a couple games again before school starts up. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see how these conferences are going to adjust their scheduling moving forward. And I'm actually, I, want, I don't want to say surprised, but actually excited about the amount of games we still have going on leading up into next week um, before that Christmas break happens. And uh, really proud of all these NAI schools for keeping going and these conferences and teams and every all, everyone involved for um, taking the necessary precautions to keep playing. I know it means a lot to these kids, these coaches. Uh, these communities so um, I'm excited to dive into this week's games yeah for sure and, and you know this is a this is always a fun time of year I think for players because this is about like I mean they, they're kind of living the pro life right now you know and what I mean by that the pro style life is that you know with with finals done they don't have classes so you know what they do is they get up they get to go work out they get to practice and now even with the bubble situations, you know, or, or, you know, trying to prevent COVID from spreading, you know, these kids, uh, really, they get to get up, work out, you know, go to practice and, and, and live, live that pro life where they don't have to worry about school for a few more weeks. So it's kind of a fun time, I think, for these players as well. Yeah, and this is a really fun time to be an NAIA basketball player in any year, December, January. Um, a lot of the other sports are, are either paused right now or in other years, they're just done. Um, so really the, the, the spotlight is on these basketball programs, men and women, and you got track going on and some other winter sports like wrestling, but really at a lot of these schools, basketball is the sport to focus on. So like just adding to your, your point about, um, living the pro-life, I mean, these kids are waking up, working out, going to practice, going to games and, and everyone's watching them. I mean, we, we, we tune into a lot of games throughout the week and we're excited to see, um, a lot of these teams, uh, week in and week out. Well, I think that's a good transition into, kind of what uh, the games that we did watch this past week. Um, you want to talk about your game of the week the first? Yeah, I talked about, or I mentioned uh, Cumberland's at Martin Methodist. Um, it was a game I was watching. Cumberland's that came off that uh, that win, that dominating win against number one Georgetown, and I kind of talked about it being a letdown game or a trap game or however you want to want to put it at Martin Methodist, who uh, entered the game 6-0, and I believe. Um, that was back on last Saturday, and Cumberland's came out. There was no rust. They went up 10 at halftime, but then Martin Methodist, 60 points in the second half, ended up holding on for the five-point win. Um, I think that surprised quite a bit of people, too. I know Martin Methodist is a good team. Their record shows for it, but Cumberland's coming off that uh, that win over number one Georgetown um, really kind of opened some eyes, too. So that was a really fun game to uh, to keep tabs on. Just a unique time, or it's a fun time of year because the – you know, for us, some of our games of the week have, have uh, not, uh, you know, they end up getting rescheduled or, or whatnot or postponed. And um, for for this week, we actually got our both of our games in. And uh, so my, my game actually was uh, was Mount Vernon Nazarene at Huntington. Um, that was dated back to last Saturday. 
Um, this Huntington team has been playing really, really well. And obviously Mount Vernon Nazarene has like, has great tradition and um, they'd only played one game on the year so far. So it was nice to, nice to see that game um, end up being a, a one point game. Um, Mount Vernon ended up winning 71, 70 um, all American Javon Knox just has looked big time again this year already. Um, he had 25 points, seven rebounds and three assists in that game. Um, so just another great game uh, that we had covered. Crossroads League is always a, a fun, uh, fun league to watch. We could probably list them every uh, game from that league every week um, as a game to watch uh, f- for the week. Um, but we won't do that every week. We'll we'll spread the wealth around. Uh, Trev, what do you got for us this week for games to watch? I'm looking at Monday, December 14th. I have three games on my radar that just kind of stick out to me, starting with uh, Warner at Southeastern down in the Sun Conference. Um, two teams that have been recently very good and competitive in that league. The last time they met last year, it was decided by one point. Uh, Southeastern's undefeated at Warner's, I believe, uh, four and two, um, two and two in conference. So that's a big game for them. They want to stay on the top of the sun. Um, and then also sticking on Monday, uh, Indiana Tech at St. Francis. Again, two teams that since I've been around the NAIA for the couple, for a couple of years have been um, on the top of their league and at a national level. And then also sticking in um, a team that was has been in the national spotlight the last couple of years, Ottawa hosts McPherson uh, later that night. Um, both teams have kind of struggled this last week and, and were two teams that were picked in the top three, four of the league this year. Ottawa ranked number 14. Um, McPherson coming off two straight losses. Ottawa finally getting a win after two straight losses. So I'm curious to see who can kind of turn their season around early here. Um, in that game, that's being played in Ottawa. So three games, big slate on Monday. We got a big slate today. Um, what about you? What are you, what are you looking at? Yeah, so I, I kind of take the, took the same approach that you had. Um, and instead of just, I mean, and I have I'll mentioned one big game I want to watch this week, but um, I kind of took the same approach with you and, and scattered the wealth a little bit, um, just because there's there are a lot of good games this week. And mm-hmm. uh, one one game I'm looking forward to, well, a couple games I'm looking forward to today. Uh, but I'll, I'll make sure I mention one of them uh, is Concordia, Nebraska um, up in the G pack is, is traveling to number seven morning side. Excited about that game. Uh, I, I know, um, I know that the Concordia had won 10 straight games dating back to last year in the G pack before losing to Briarcliff uh, earlier this week. Uh, Morningside, you know, is always traditionally a powerhouse and they're, they've, you know, looked good since losing to Jamestown. Um, so you know, Morningside's always tough to, to play uh, at home and, and things like that, but Concordia can really shoot the ball, and if they can get going uh, from the outside, you know, I, I expect a really, really good really good game um, in that and two from two teams that uh, are, are probably uh, are probably right now uh, uh, leading the pack at the, or probably favored to win the uh, G-Pack. So, um, you know, two really good teams, excited for that game. Um, then I'm going to tr- trickle down a little bit. On Tuesday, you know me, I like players and, and players to watch. Um, so I'm, I'm going to trickle down to Tuesday, and we get uh, a Corey Reed, two All-Americans on the floor at the same time, uh, when Corey Reed's from Park, uh, Missouri. Um, they're going to travel to William Penn and play Kevion Blaylock. Um, I, I think two, those two players, I, I've mentioned Kevion before, and I've actually mentioned both of them before, but um, two, two players that may end up being first-team All-American players, um, I, I think they're two of the top, you know, probably 10 players in the country right now. Um, so I'm looking forward to that game on Tuesday. 
Trev, we, uh, we've enjoyed all of our conversations uh, with our coaches uh, as we've uh, had our now on our episode six of the Any Star of the Podcast. We have, we have Coach Teichman from Florida College uh, coming in, and, and he's uh, coming up. They're coming off a big win last night, but the, their team's actually been playing really, really well um, here over the last few. They've won four of the last five games, including last night's big win over previously unbeaten Freed Hardman. Um, and they, that, the, that win last night actually um, avenged the loss uh, from a few weeks ago. Coach, I know that you guys, uh, first off, welcome to the podcast. Um, I know that you guys have, uh, scheduling-wise, it, just like everybody else, it's been been a little bit of uh, an adventure, but uh, it seems like you guys are stringing yeah, along pretty um, well. It's been crazy. I think we've had five or six games altered um, thus far, at least, uh, which I think, honestly, we haven't had that many canceled, or we've made up some that have been. So, you know, I think we're we're blessed to, to have played nine games in an exhibition game thus far, but uh, it's been a crazy year, but we're just thankful to be playing. Coach, how does uh, preparation come when you have games canceled, postponed? You're, you know, you look at your, your day-to-day, your week-by-week, and you see you have this team scheduled. You, you tell your guys this is the game plan. You work on it in practice, and then a couple days – um, and you know, a couple of days before it either gets pushed back, moved, or you have someone else jump in. Um, what's that preparation plan kind of been like? Has it been easy? Probably not easy, but um, how have you adjusted to you know all these schedule yeah, alterations? Yeah, it's not easy. Um, like for example, this week and we played we're supposed to have played three games in a row. We we were supposed to play Stetson um, Thursday. Had a had a um, inconclusive test that kind of cut the game called off so you know we're preparing for that game um of course we're preparing for that game in a little bit of a different way than than you know freed hardman um but uh you know the guys are the guys are really excited for that game you know um and then we gotta we gotta head straight home and then now it's just all about freed hardman and then um you know today of course it's all about true mcconnell but um you know earlier in the year like we were supposed to play warner i think it was like twice in four days and you know, just super into them, uh, our staff super into them. And then all of a sudden, you know, they get, they get, you know, quarantined for two weeks and then, mm-hmm. you know, me and Sean couldn't work it out to where we could play again. So I mean, just, you know, you just wasted like three days <laughs> for nothing, um, scouting an opponent. So uh, I know we're not alone in that, but it, it is very, very strange. Is it hard for the, the players to kind of, you know, they're, they're dialed in all week for, certain team is maybe mm-hmm. a Stetson and then you have to tell them that it's not happening. And now, um, I mean, have they done a good job kind of shifting their yeah, focus? They were, the I mean, they game? were really bummed out, um, about the Stetson game not happening, but, uh, I think with freed being undefeated mm-hmm. and, um, we'd already played them before. And so they were, they were locked in pretty much from the, from the get go. Um, after the, after we got the news about the Stetson game. Well, coach and I, I'll piggyback off of that one. I know, uh, I know you guys had played free a couple weeks ago, um, coming back in, um, but then you guys had your, you, you, like I said, you, you'd won four out of five. That loss uh, was to Freed in that middle of that game, but you guys have been kind of rolling. And then you go off to a exhibition game, and it doesn't count against your record, but you guys put up a really, really nice fight against South Florida. And, uh, you know, we can come back and touch base with that one as well. But moving into the free game last night, um, can you kind of just talk about kind of the momentum you guys have had rolling and, and that confidence from the South Florida game and how that will work, carry over? Yeah. Um, so it, it's funny that you mentioned momentum because, like, you know, our guys went home. So we played USF and then our guys went home for 10 days. So um, 
you know, I didn't see them and uh, probably they, a lot of them probably didn't do enough uh, stuff that they need to be doing over break to, to stay right and stay in shape and things like that. But um, so it didn't feel, it doesn't like feel like we have momentum um, going. I didn't, like, I didn't even realize we'd won four or five, but um, I will say the USF <laughs> game, such thing as, you know, a good loss or anything like that. But um, the USF game did, you know, give us some, you know, good, publicity and some some people said some nice things i think it gave our guys some confidence that we can play with anybody um and so i think in that way our guys kind of you know they they lost by 10 to you know borderline high major program so um they were they were really fired up to come back and, and get to work and um we got a couple more games and then we're gonna have another kind of 10 day break before we come back after the new year well coach just kind of uh, going off i i I know that uh, you know we we had a we had a feature on him earlier uh, this this year and, and just to talk about him a little bit, um, I, I just call him Mr. Buckets. But I, I know that uh, for everybody that's not listening that doesn't know who Mr. Buckets is, can you talk about Matt Simpson a little bit? And I know you guys have a, a really really good team, um, but Matt Simpson's kind of the leader of that. Um, can you talk about your team? Yeah, and Matt, uh, Matt is um, he's a machine. I mean, he's he's a scoring machine. He's an efficiency machine. Um, you know, ever since he's been here, he's been, you know, mid fifties from the field, 40 plus from three, you know, 80 plus from the foul line, um, offensive rebounds, the crap out of the ball, does everything you ask him to do, works super hard, gets in the gym like crazy. Um, great teammate, uh, quiet guy, quiet guy, but, um, you just know what you're going to get from him every night. And I think, you know, at least for me, um, really like consistency and, and production. And those are two things he brings all the time. Uh, he competes. Um, my team in general, you know, we're, we're just really guard heavy. Um, we're small. Uh, we've gotten even smaller, uh, last couple of weeks, but, um, I think my guards have, have, our guards have done a good job of, of being hard to guard and, you know, shooting the ball well, and then attacking long closeouts and getting to the paint and playing off two and either creating a shot for themselves or for their teammates. Um, you know, we, last night I had 77 points from, from our four guards. So, um, we're kind of going as they go. Um, I say that, but Sam Brown, uh, our starting five man, had a really good game last night, 17 and 14. So I was really proud of him. Uh, hope he can keep that momentum going forward. Yeah, looking at your at the box score from last night, I mean, you, you put all five guys, all five starters in double figures. Obviously, Sam Brown, uh, 17 and 14 with a big night. But even uh, Ladarian Cleveland, I mean, with 21 points, six assists. I mean, yeah, you guys are getting production from, from everybody right now. So that's uh, always a good sign. Yeah. Um... Oh, sorry. Kind of. No, I was gonna say. Go um, no, go. Ladarian goes by. <laughs> he goes by Fat. That's his. That's his nickname. So, I, I was gonna. I was about to call him Fat, and I was gonna say y'all are gonna have no clue who I'm talking about. But um, Fat. Fat has. <laughs> Clarifying uh, that. He's really started to come into his own. Um, you know, first two games of the year, he he didn't get double figures and and didn't shoot it well from the floor. And ever since then, he's been seven straight games and double figures and. Um, you know, he has to play a lot of minutes for us. He's he's really quick. He can shoot it. Really athletic. Um, just a super competitor. I mean, the kid is as stone-cold serious as, as anybody I've ever been around. So, uh, I mean, last night he hit some big shots for us that uh, that really, you know, kept kept us in the lead. You know, Freed would, would come back, and then he would just – he would get the switch, and he would just attack their bigs and just big shot after big shot. So, um Really, really excited about him going forward. think he has a chance to be a really special player. Coach, real quick, I just want to talk about um, you guys don't start conference play until after the new year. 
and the scheduling is something that not a lot of people have seen before. You guys are playing each team on back-to-back nights at the same location. So that eliminates the home and home aspect of conference play. Um, so some teams you'll play at home twice, obviously, and, and other teams you'll play on the road twice. Um, can you just talk a little bit about how that um, alters your preparation going into conference play? Um, I know I know most places aren't allowing fans anyway, but I guess kind of losing that home game against certain teams might be uh, might be a disadvantage, and on the other side, it might be an advantage gaining or losing a road game against certain teams. So can yeah, you kind of talk um, about that? I don't mind telling. I was not a, a fan of the schedule change. I understand um, the logistics and the reasoning behind it, but you know, playing a team four times um, is is just strange. Um, so the way they did it is they split our league, ten team league. They split it into east and west. So divisions, you only play your division. So like we will not play. Well, I, I shouldn't say we won't. We're not scheduled to okay. play the following teams: Mobile, Loyola, William Carey, Stillman, and Blue Mountain. Uh, if if something gets canceled, then we can we can schedule those teams. But our set schedule is against the four other teams in the East. So Faulkner, Dalton State, Bruton Parker, and Middle Georgia. We like you said, we'll go to them or they'll come to us. We'll play on a Friday, Saturday, back to back, and then you know later on, vice versa, we would go to them and play a Friday, Saturday, back to back. Yeah, I didn't see that. That didn't, that so you got four games against That's each right. of those teams. So to answer your question wow. about the preparation. Um, Never have played a conference opponent back-to-back like that. Um, never played a team in their own gym back-to-back like that. Um, and then from a preparation standpoint, like, we only have to do four scouts for the whole second semester. Um, and then, you know, right. you get all week. Like, we can work on – like, if we're playing Dalton State Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like, it's just Dalton State the entire time. And then I guess, you know, Friday night, Saturday morning, you make adjustments. But um, after the game, after the first game – but it's going to be weird. Um, I guess it makes it easier on the staff, I guess, but I don't think it makes it easier on the players because, you know, they're going to have to play back-to-back nights. Uh, we haven't been doing that in our league in the past. We've always done Thursday, Saturday. So so how does that work for the conference yeah, tournament? Yeah, the conference then? tournament. So we're going to have all 10 teams in it, and I think it's cross matchups first round. So you will play somebody from the other division first round. It's hard to keep up with, but um, – right. Yeah, I know the first game will be against someone from the other side. So, um, and then it's probably just a standard okay, tournament after that. Well, I don't think you have to uh, to be uh, in too much panic mode already about the the uh, conference tournament because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've talked to a lot of coaches um, about the national tournament even, and uh, you know, there's a lot of questions even about how that's going to be formatted. So, very true. You know, it doesn't doesn't surprise me that some of the conference tournaments uh, are like that as well. Um, I, I think that just in this unique scheduling um, everybody just kind of has to fly or go on the fly and adjust on the fly and, and uh, we'll see what happens at the end of the year. So it'll be kind of, it's always a fun, uh, it's always fun to watch all these tournaments, but uh, I think even this year it'll be, it'll be very, very unique. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how all this play out. I mean, I would love to be in the, in the position where we're on the fence about what's going to happen. We'd be, we'd be lucky to be in that situation, but, this year, you just never know, you know, maybe you go to the conference tournament and get a couple COVID cases and then what are you going to do, you know, um, or even or even the national tournament, you know, it's going to be crazy. Yep. Um, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen, like you said? Yeah, it'll, it'll make for an interesting uh, rest of the year for sure. Um, hopefully we don't have to worry about that, all that knock on wood. Um, but uh, coach, I know we so 
I'm sure you listened. I, I know there was a little bit of an echo, so I do want to apologize to everybody last week. But, uh, um, but you know, we we talked to Coach Hollowell last week um, about the Southern States, and, and he did a great job of running down um, a lot of things. It, it is a great league. Um, like I mentioned last week, a lot of talent. Um, you, you know, every team seems to have have a lot of talent, um, a lot of good scores. Um, what, what's what's kind of your viewpoint on the on the Southern? I think it's and, and, and uh, where it stands right now. Of course, it's bias, of course, but I, I really do think it's a top two league in the country. And I'm really not. I really shouldn't say that because I I can't sit here and pretend like I'm watching you know the teams out in California and, and stuff like that. But um, you know, Mid South is another league that I've just always looked at as being just elite. Would I think be an understatement? Um, but uh, I think our leagues, you know, right there with them, uh, really deep, really athletic, um, big, skilled, can shoot. I mean, just good coaches. Uh, it's just, it's just tough. Every night is really tough. So um, I mean, last couple of years we put, you know, four teams in the national tournament. Got a team in the final four last time. Last time the tournament was played. Um, and then Stacy, you know, he was probably being humble, but his team is on paper they're as good as anybody in the country. As good as anybody in the country. Yeah, I I uh, have mentioned them a couple times there as as our games of the week, just uh, because I I know that they're they got a good squad and uh, rightfully so they'll, they'll be a top ten team for most of the year I would think. So, um, but for you guys, you know, just to just to kind of wrap things up, I, I know you got a got shoot around the film to get going to, but um, can you just kind of uh, you've talked about your team and your schedule a little bit. Um, I just want to kind of get your uh, your opinion and in, in going on moving forward as a first year head coach and and I know uh, you've been the assistant there for the last three years but but uh, now the team's yours and can you just kind of talk about the difference between being a head coach and assistant coach for some of those young guys yeah, that listen um, to the podcast today I, you know I always uh, for those assistants out there that like work super hard and are grinding like I remember when I was an assistant and you know you work for a couple guys and. And they'll they'll say things like, man, just just a minute, you know, you'll say a suggestion or something, and they'll be like, just just wait till you're, you know, till you're two feet down, two feet, you know, past on the next chair or whatever. And um, I don't really feel that way. Like, I don't, you know, it's not like I care anymore um, or anything like that. You know, losses don't hurt me anymore. Um, but uh, I just do. I do feel more um, responsible and and just kind of embarrassed when things don't go the right way you know just it's just a direct reflection at least that's the way I feel it's just a direct reflection on me um so uh that's been different but uh I've, I mean obviously I've enjoyed it a lot um I really like our team um you know the, you know I feel good about about our buy-in right now and um I like my staff a lot I feel like I got lucky um with three really good uh, assistants uh, got a good manager, uh, so it's been it's been a good situation. I just really hope hope we can keep it going, and hope we're we're lucky enough to keep playing. And um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah one one of the things that uh, I'll just I'll just end on this one, but uh, one of the things I heard a long time ago was uh, uh, Pat Knight when he was taking over for his dad at Texas Tech, and they asked him in an interview, you know, what the big difference would be from being an assistant to a head coach, and they. And he gave one of the best answers I've ever seen. And he said that uh, instead of the suggestion man, now he's a decision man. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, the decisions are yours and they're right now they're working out for you guys. You know, you, like you said, you got the buy-in factor and, and have won four of your last five um, games. Uh, you got another uh, good matchup tonight or later this afternoon. Um, so with Drew McConnell and, 
Coach, we wish you guys the best of luck and uh, hope hope we uh, get to see I you guys it, uh, play a lot more uh, games this we're year. We're going to do our best. Always good having uh, coaches join us on the on the uh, podcast, especially getting to just see different viewpoints mm-hmm. uh, across the country. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people have the same thoughts, but they're they're just different because of the areas they're in. Um, scheduling's different. Um, the, you know, the players are different. Um, so it's just nice seeing the different viewpoints from across the the country, uh, and and just learning about different programs across the country. Because, you know, I, I know that uh, you know we do our best to try to cover everybody, and and it's it's hard sometimes. But uh, you know, learning from some of these programs, it's and getting our viewers to uh, learn about some of these other programs that may not be the you know traditional top ten teams in the country, um, but teams that are maybe on the rise and and, and can be a future top ten team. You know, so. Always enjoy those uh, those conversations with coaches, Trev. Yeah, that was fun. It, and it, like like you said, it's it's good for me. It's good for all of us to just hear other perspectives and really uh, the coach's perspective of how this season is going. I mean, you heard from him, and we talked about the back to backs that they're going to face all year. Like that's something we've never seen before in a conference play. And just to hear from coach himself about what what to expect and how to prepare and. You know, the disadvantages and the advantages of it is just always fun to learn about. And I'm excited to see how that conference plays out because you play a team four times during the season um, and then possibly five in the conference tournament. That's a lot. Like That, that is something we have never seen before, especially at the NAI level. So, um, again, just fun to see what's going on in other parts of the country. Yeah, and, and just, you know, only having to have four scout reports. I know that may sound like an easy thing to do, but but trying to get your kids up for, for those games each and every time, especially if you, you know, it can work both ways and blowouts. But, you know, if you if you blow out a team, you know, maybe right. back-to-back weekends and then you have to play them again a, a week later. You or know, even back-to-back days, days, you blow them out on a Friday and you think you got an easy yep. one on Saturday. And teams, you know, that's going to come down to the coaches too, how well they can make adjustments on the fly. For sure, for sure, that'll be an interesting uh, league to watch with with that scheduling, and and uh, definitely, definitely we'll have that. Uh, I'm sure, we'll definitely be talking about that down the road. So, moving on to our shoutouts of the week, Trev, who do you got for us? I'm looking at Point uh, George out of the Appalachian Athletic Conference. Uh, they went three and zero on the week with wins over St. Andrews, Truett McConnell, Kentucky Christian, uh, Lorenzo Freeman. Uh, very consistent for for point this week he uh he put up 26 24 and 25 so averaging 25 points on the week and three wins um over a really good Truett mcconnell team too they they squeaked that one out by seven points um point is now 11 3 7 3 in conference they rank number one in the naia in scoring offense number one in total rebounding or offensive rebounding um and they're top five in a couple other categories on both offense and defense so really good week for them um three bit three good wins um and they they got some momentum going for them. Yeah, that's good. Good uh, good shout out there. Mine is actually going to be to Shawnee State. I mentioned it uh, a little bit uh, in uh, on the Twitter earlier this week. And actually, to, to kind of give a little bit of a segue, uh, starting tomorrow, uh, we're actually going to kind of do like a behind the numbers, uh, some of the fun stats, fun fun with numbers and stats uh, uh, segment uh, starting tomorrow on the website and the blog. Um, and this one will for sure be included, but it'll just kind of uh, kind of talk about a lot of the fun numbers and stats that we've seen this week. But what the, the, a fun I don't know if it's fun for their opponents, but a fun stat uh, from Shawnee State and my shout out for them in the last two games um, against Martin Methodist, and Lindsey Wilson, Shawnee State's defense and, and they are long. I mean, they are big and long and, and affect shooting, but they have held their opponents 
to two for 55 from the three-point line. How about that? Two of 55 wow. in the last two games. Um, I'm telling you right now that that defense, when they're, when they're really, really playing well and, and they're, with their length and their size, I mean, they can pressure out at the three-point line, get you to drive because they have e- big old EJ Ono who uh, just passed 400 career blocks. Um, you know, I think it was this week or maybe earlier last week. Um, but he, he's, he's got, uh, you know, he's led, led the country, I believe, in the last couple of years in blocks per game. So they can pressure you from the outside, get you funneled into EJ and let him block you at the rim. Um, that defense is really, really good, and, and just a big shout-out to them because I, I don't know if I've seen it much where if ever where a, a team has held their last two opponents to two for 55 from the three-point line. So big shout-out to Shawnee State. Some, as always, we will have some big-time games the rest of the week. Um, I'm actually looking forward to uh, next Saturday. Um, we're going to actually um, – we'll have a couple interviews. Actually, I believe we have two lined up for next Saturday already. Um, but even more important, we, we have some big games before we, we hit a kind of a dead week uh, with, with the holiday break. Um, so I'm looking forward to, uh, to next week as well. Um, but as always, uh, we will have everything covered uh, both through the site and on the podcast. As always, follow us on Twitter at NEI Hoops Report. You can follow the advantage on Twitter as well, the, the uh, NEI uh, TBT team. I'm excited for them to get back going as well. Other than that, it is Trev and Junior and NHR, the podcast, signing off.